0: This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. (laughs) CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit domino's.ca today. With Gable. Adds it to him.
1: The Hamilton
2: Tiger Cats. Labor Day is in the books as we head into Week 12 in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at andymc81. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. Great pizza, of course, but also the side dishes. You can get pasta, cheesy bread, also dessert, marble cookie brownie. And right now, you can check out Domino's.ca and get their four-topping large pizza for just eleven. Ninety-nine, Big show for you today, post-Labor Day, behind the helmet with Tyrell Sutton, running back of the Montreal Alouettes. Scott Cullen returns from vacation to give us his team power rankings and some CFL fantasy tips. Also, we'll be going with my game picks for Week 12, and Mike Hogan, play-by-play voice of the Toronto Argos, to stop by and go over what was a, a, a wild finish to Labor Day, folks. Like, man, <laughs> yeah, lightning striking. Torrential downpours. Winds that were whirling all over the place. And in the end, the Hamilton Tiger Cats pull out the victory to avoid going 0-9. They're 1-8. And that could prove costly for the Argos in their race for the East Division because the Red Blacks put the boots to the Montreal Alouettes to start off what was Week 11 and into the, the Labor Day long weekend. Uh, 32-4. So now Ottawa improves to 4-6 and one, 9 points, Toronto stuck at 8 Montreal so that interdivision game keeps them at 6 and now Hamilton at 2 in the basement of the East Division. So that started off the week then Sunday had a couple days off, Saskatchewan Winnipeg, what a absolute gem of a game. We had a shootout there 38-24. The Saskatchewan Roughriders surging as they move to above 500. Now 5 and 4, we get a rematch of that in Winnipeg this week, coming up in Week 12. That's going to be Saturday on TSN. Then we go to the Battle of Alberta, the first game of the the Labor Day Classic, 39-18. Those Calgary Stampeders, man, with Bo Levi-Mitchell not throwing a touchdown, just one pick, downing their provincial rivals. 39-18, the Eskimos are reeling. After starting 7-0, they're now 7-3, and they're tied with Winnipeg for second, but Winnipeg has the uh, advantage in points four, so they're actually above Edmonton. BC Lions had the bye week. They sit in the basement. And then uh, Hamilton Cats, 24-22, scrimping by the Argos. Who uh, uh, Liram Hiralahu, the Argos kicker, missed that last minute field goal. Hamilton hung on to get the win there. It was ugly, but you know with that type of game, when you're owning it, you have to You have to have a game like that. You have to try to win ugly. Now you break the goose egg. You win the Labor Day Classic. Good for the Hamilton fan base after a a very, very tough week. A PR nightmare for the organization. They were able to get that difficult win there. So, um, as I said, a lot more coming up. And I'll get to our Twitter poll in a second. You know I love Domino's. You know we love Domino's here. They're getting even better. Because now for the rest of the season, we're going to have our Domino's Tweet of the Week. And well, all you have to do for the tweet of the week is retweet the show link when I post it at AndyMC81. And then we're going to have a random draw. Winner, you get a free large three topping pizza. How about that? Just for listening to the show. Just for following on Twitter. So all you have to do is make sure you're following on Twitter at Domino's Canada and myself at AndyMC81. So that's step one. You follow us. Then when I pin to my Twitter account the show link. So that will be up Thursday morning, when that is pinned, you retweet it. Make sure you're following at Domino's Canada at Andy Mc81. You win a free pizza. You can win a free pizza. We'll do the random draw there. So very exciting stuff. Uh, Twitter poll question uh, this week at Andy Mc81 is post Labor Day. So Labor Day in the rearview mirror. Mirror post Labor Day. Who is your sleeper to make the Grey Cup? Who's your sleeper to make the Grey Cup? Rough Riders, Blue Bombers, Red Blacks. Or Argos. So remember, it's a sleeper. We're assuming Calgary's a favorite, right? Uh, Edmonton, who knows, up and down, right? Ticats and Alouettes. Long shot, as are the BC line. So those are four. If you have someone else, you can, of course, tweet in. But that's the poll. Post-Labor Day, who's your sleeper to make the Grey Cup? Rough Riders, Blue Bombers, Red Blacks, and Argos. Now, we like to sometimes check in with the CFL on TSN panel. Rod Smith, Matt Dunnigan, and Milt Stiegel go over a few of the games in the weekend. They are at Tim Horton's field, and they talk about, and in part, are the Rough Riders now Gray Cup contenders. Rod Smith starts it off.
3: Okay, gentlemen, we can safely say the best team in the CFL right now is from Alberta, but Milt, which team is it? Ah, uh,
4: the Calgary Stampeders. Ooh. I know the Edmonton Eskimos are undefeated, 6 0 playing well, but the Calgary Stampeders, over their last three games, since they lost to Montreal, they outscored their opponents 128 to 35, Matt. The best last team in the CFL. Bill,
3: just because you say it loud doesn't mean it's right. I can tell you I can Yes, tell you, it does. No, it does. I can tell you this. He made the point for me. Eskimos are six and zero. They've got 18 people on the six-game oh, injured list. So they are getting quality time for a lot of backups, which is going to make them better down the road. They're undefeated. Are you kidding me? They got the best they defense meet. in the Wait league. They're they flying around and they're doing it with literally second-teamers. Well, Stamps just crushed another team from the East, the Toronto Argonauts, who lead the way still, despite the record of three and four. But Ricky Ray could be out for a while. That being the case. Who is the top team in the East now? I'm going with Montreal. Why? Mm. Because of Darian Durant and that defense and a well-balanced offensive attack. I like this football team. They could be a lot better as far as their record's concerned. And they need to finish close games to Mad, learn how to do Mad. that. And they're very no. dangerous with
4: a Darian Durant. If the Tiger. Ca- no, I'm just joking. I'm oh. just joking. Yeah. If the Montreal Alouettes. And I say that okay. because their defense is playing great ball. Yeah, they didn't play so great that last game. And Darian Durant, mm. he's playing consistent football now. He doesn't need to play great with that great defense he just need to be consistent and I think he can do that. what scares
3: me about all the teams in the east is the backup quarterbacks we're fixing to see what the Toronto Argonauts are made of with theirs Mm. but
4: Milt Ottawa's one five and one and the point differential is minus eight they're so close they're still one five and one I knew you were going to say
3: that well how about this receiving cores BC adds Chris Williams looks pretty darn good against Saskatchewan what is
4: the best receiving core in the CFL? The BC Lions. They, even if they didn't have Chris Williams, they would be the no. best. But now they added him. They are the best. Arsenal. He's playing great and he's not 100%. Nick Moore, Burnham, all those guys are balling out. They're benefiting off of Chris Williams being there, so they're, they're playing some great football.
3: Milton, you know, I've been saying the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and I'm getting off of that right now. You know why? <laughs> because they're not producing consistently. Where the BC Lions have been doing it from week to week with two different quarterbacks. You had chris williams and there's no question in my mind the best receiving core in the cfl right now is the
2: bc lions all right that was the tsn cfl panel rod smith milt stiegel and matt dunnigan there boy for the rough riders who would have thought we'd be talking them as even a playoff team earlier the way they started now they're rolling. Very tough at home. 4-1 record. They got that big road win a week ago. You go back-to-back with the Blue Bombers. And if Saskatchewan can beat Winnipeg, if they can win this back-to-back, then you put the Rough Riders at six wins. They'll have 12 points. They'll be two back of Winnipeg. Who knows what Edmonton does? Argo's on the bye week in Week 12 for for the East. But it's Edmonton-Calgary in a rematch. Like Saskatchewan could just keep climbing. For the BC Lions playing Montreal... Montreal put up four points, but you can't sleep on them. Lions got to start winning, and they got to start winning really quick. So we'll take the break, and we'll talk about the Labor Day Classic and the East Division with Toronto Argonauts play-by-play voice Mike Hogan. That's coming up next on CFO Weekly across the TSN radio network football season is here and Domino's has you covered hungry grab any medium piece pizza for only 10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza we have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts check out our 7.99 mix and match offer that is something for everyone including two two topping medium pizzas mouth-watering pasta amazing chicken wings bread sides and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie see all this and more at
0: Domino's.ca. You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to the show. This is CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. And, folks, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. Try their four-topping large pizza just 11.99 find all their sides and desserts and other pizza combos at domino'es.ca all right to go over what was a wild finish to the Labor Day weekend we had lightning strikes we had thunderstorm torrential downpours and oh yeah the Hamilton tie cats got their first win of the season somehow play-by-play voice of the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Hogan on the line Hoagie, how's it going
5: so it's going. Long
2: night. Long night, my friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 24-22 final. Hamilton, uh, almost in spite of themselves, comes out with the win. Before we get into all of it, your call was phenomenal because you were you were almost beside yourself with how Hamilton was almost trying to, to give this game back to the Argos after they missed that field goal in the last minute.
5: Well, you know, I don't think I've ever seen an objectionable conduct call when the team is trying to run out the clock and they're in victory <laughs> formation and taking a knee and it gives the other team an opportunity to get the ball back and pull out a miracle which is what happened last night if the Thai Cats had have lost that game because of that penalty it would have absolutely underscored what a brutal season it's been but instead they get a victory on Labor Day which is Christmas mm-hmm. morning to a lot of Hamilton fans and this was a breakup. The Ticats still aren't going to the playoffs. And, you know, this, this was the biggest game on their schedule because of that. So, you know, good for the Ticats. They sucked it up. They came up. They got a win.
2: Yeah. And, Hogie, we've said it multiple times. For some Ticat fans, they say, if you, win one, if you can only win one game, win Labor Day. So that at least gives a, a bit of a positive light for the fan base that has gone through so much with all the uh, controversy over the last week or so.
5: It's amazing that they have had the week that they've had, and this is probably the sixth largest story on the depth chart, the fact that they got their biggest win on Labor Day against their arch rivals. That's, that's what kind of crazy week it was in Hamilton. But, you know, realistically, that's what it was. Um, with, with all of the crap that happened a week ago, and we don't have to go back over that, uh, the fact that they won. And, you know, parts of their game looked really good, parts of the game didn't. But they played well enough, and the Argos played poorly enough that the Tycats were able to come up with that win.
2: Hoagie, do you see Hamilton and June Jones sticking with Jeremiah Mazzoli? Because, yeah, you got the win, but let's be honest, the the numbers by Mazzoli, in tough conditions, lengthy delay and all that, uh, were far from impressive. Is is Do you think June Jones, does it make sense to keep rolling with Mazzoli?
5: I don't know how you change quarterbacks after a win. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't. I, do I think that Zach Clarice is... Going to be a better quarterback long term than Jeremiah Mazzoli? Yes, I do. Um, is he the best fit for the June Jones offense? Pro- and I'm talking about Clariss right now. Probably not. Um, is Mazzoli the best option? Probably not. But he may be the better of the two options right now mm-hmm. going forward for what they want to do. I would think that they need to find another quarterback. Uh, obviously, June Jones doesn't have any confidence at all in, in, in Zach Clariss from what he's seen in the month or so that he's been here. Uh, that's why he rolled the dice with Jeremiah Mazzoli. He rolled a seven last night. And I think he'll continue uh, going back to the to the dice with Masoli as long as uh, he can play it. Is it something where
2: you could see, Hoagie, where, all right, Caleros and Hamilton looks like, at least right now, something's got to change. Uh, Zach is still, in my mind, a great quarterback fundamentally. It's in his head. A change of scenery might do a lot of good. For the Argonauts with Ricky Ray, as we know, Father Time gets us all, and maybe that that could be a fit for next season. Is that something you could envision? maybe Zach Caleros if the deal's right you know, hey you never like to deal with division rivals, but is that something that could make sense
5: well it would make sense from Toronto's standpoint, oh, yeah. it would make sense from Hamilton's standpoint in terms of losing the contract, hmm. uh which is you know problematic. You can't have the highest paid player in the league as your backup quarterback right uh, that's just going to screw up your salary cap so if they don't think of Zach Kolaris is the long-term future, they'll deal him. Uh, what's the best fit? Is it Toronto? It's a good fit, but you don't want to make your arch-rival better. Is it Saskatchewan long-term? Maybe. Uh, that also means you deal him out of the division. So um, would it make sense for Toronto? Sure, would Zach like to stay in Toronto for, for personal reasons as well? I would imagine so. Um, you know, stay in the, in the in sort of the extended GTA which would make a lot of sense, um, but can they make a football trade? That's mm. that's a question. I, I, I don't know um, uh, what they want to do going forward, and Ricky Ray showing like he's not ready to retire. Well, That's number six last night, uh, six games he's thrown for over 300 yeah. yards, so Ricky Ray is still looking very effective at the age of, what, 37 now? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think Ricky Ray's done yet, but uh, they need somebody in place in case Ricky Ray gets injured, which has been the history over the last handful of years, um, is it going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league as a backup? It doesn't make sense for the Argos either.
2: In conversation with Mike Hogan, play-by-play voice of the Toronto Argos. You can get him on Twitter at TSN Mike Hogan. Uh, Hogan, from the Argos offense, and last night, I don't I don't think it's fair to necessarily throw the game away because of how weird it was with the the weather delays and everything. But you had the lethargic output against the Calgary Stampeders. And sometimes teams just have your number. It seems like the Stamps have that with the Argos offense. But then you come back again and only 22 points. You're going into the bye week. Does something need to be fixed with the Argos? Or is it, again, okay, Ricky's back. You have the weekend and and just kind of recharge the batteries.
5: Well, something has to be fixed because they're not winning football games. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they put up 22 against Hamilton last night, um, and at times they looked like they were moving the ball rather well. Uh, The problem in the first quarter and the opportunity for them in the first quarter was to go out and, with that gale-force wind, get a two- or three-score lead and really deflate the Tiger Cats' optimism, which was obviously going to be happening on Labor Day with a brand-new coach. Um, But they didn't. They got three points. essentially were tied because Hamilton kicked a field goal early in the second quarter, which they established going into the win, the field position for that field goal. So they essentially tied, and it was holding penalties, and it was a bad interception, and was three holding penalties last night in the first quarter. That stuff is going to kill you, and, and that's very correctable stuff. The offensive line has looked fairly good at times, very good at times, but it's struggled more often than not, and I think that's the first thing that needs to be tuned up. They've got the personnel on the O-line to be very good, but right now they haven't been very good. So uh, I think that's job one is to make sure that that, line, that unit is playing a little more pristinely than it has been.
2: And of course, Hoagie, one of the other downsides for the Argonauts in losing that game to Hamilton is that they're on the bye. This Saturday, Ottawa hosts the Ticats. And with the Red Blacks now having a one-point lead in the East at four, six, and one with nine points, Thai Cats with a win. If uh, if the Ticats come out and are kind of have that Labor Day, hey, we got that win, you see it time after time, you know it's that big relief for a yep. team. They could come out flat. Red Blacks win that game, Hoagie. All of a sudden, you're looking at an 11-point to 8-point, and we're past Labor Day. That starts to get dangerous in the East.
5: Two teams are going to make the playoffs from the East, not three. There will be a crossover team for the West. So now you're looking at Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at this from Toronto's perspective, um, Ottawa's a better team than Montreal. Yeah. Um, if, if Ottawa gets too far ahead of them, forget about it. The thing that really hurt last night is was an opportunity for Toronto to put Montreal four points behind them in the rearview mirror, and that was huge. So, you know, right now it would be great to get a bye week. Right now, Ottawa's playing much better football than Toronto is. Ottawa's the best team in the East right now. Um, you know, Toronto's goal is to now just find a way to get that second playoff spot and, and get a home gate in the, in the postseason, get, uh, get some confidence and maybe pull off an upset and go try and beat Ottawa again. They've done that twice already this year. But if they keep playing the way they are, Montreal's going to catch them, Montreal's going to pass. Toronto's a better team than what it has shown uh, in terms of personnel. Now, the other thing that's killing them, and a lot's being made about this in Edmonton, the injuries. And right. every team goes through an injury problem. But Toronto's secondary is decimated. Toronto's defensive line now is decimated. Sean Lemon left the game last night. Uh, it's 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 somewhat amazing that the team has played as well as it has defensively with essentially eight or nine players at different times out of the starting lineup or in different positions. Um, you know, Bear Woods, Sean Lemon, and uh, Marcus Ball were the only three players last night, although Ball had switched positions as well, going from uh, Will Linebacker to Sam Linebacker. Um, you know, so essentially Woods and Lemon were the only guys last night who were starting that started in the same positions as they did on opening day against Hamilton. So this team is really banged up, and at some point that is going to uh, catch up to you. This bye week comes at a pretty good time because it will allow some of those guys on defense to get a little bit better.
2: Right. And when you look, last one for you here, Hoagie, with Montreal, uh, they are so incredibly inconsistent, only four points to begin what week eleven, which seems like a, a month ago now, thirty two to four, they lose to Ottawa. So their offense is inconsistent. The defense that was was quietly doing very well has start to show some cracks over the last little while too. So it's for for the Argos, i I'd still say it's probably safe to say they are the second best team in the East, but y- you have the Alouettes hanging around, but I don't feel at least at this point that they're that big of a threat, do you?
5: Um, I think I I don't know, Montreal I can't figure out. How did yeah, Montreal they're put tough. Calgary? I know <laughs> how Montreal, it's just how did Montreal put up a thirty spot on Calgary in week four? I I that that's probably the biggest mystery of uh, this season in the Canadian football league. Right. But they did give them credit, they came up with a win and that win could put them into a playoff spot sure. at the end of the season, much like the Argos could look at the loss on Labor Day against Hamilton and go, Uh oh, that, that one kept us out of the playoffs. Um, so, I, I don't know. Montreal, I can't figure out. I don't think Montreal is a very good football team right now. I don't think Toronto is a very good football team right now. Ottawa's starting to find their groove a little bit, but they're not a very good football team right now. That's the East, and, and I don't know why it is that for years and years and years, the West has been the better the better division than the East. I can't figure that out, but it seems to happen every year. There's some really good personnel guys in the East, but it's been a long time, maybe since Montreal, had Calvillo and Tingle mm-hmm. and all of those guys. Uh, ben Cahoon, etc., that they've been there's been a dominant team in the East that's been able to put together a run of more than one or two years. Um, I, I I can't figure that out for the life I me. Mean, it's one of life's great mysteries.
2: <laughs> Hoagie, appreciate the time. Uh, give a plug to the Double Blue podcast for Argos fans. They probably already know about it, but if they don't, where can they hear it and find it?
5: Uh, you can find it anywhere you get your downloads. Essentially, uh, we'll tweet it out at some point, uh, either on uh, the Argonauts Twitter or mine at TSN Mike Hogan. And uh, you'll be able to find it. It's JJ and me, and we, we always have an extended visit with one of the Argo players. Um, some of the stories that they have told, fascinating. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you're a CFL fan, you don't even have to be an Argo fan. Uh, I hope it's a pretty good listen for you. So you can find that anywhere you get a podcast. And best of all, Andy, it's free.
2: It's free, baby. It's free. Hoagie, always a pleasure, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Andrew. All right, that was Mike Hogan, play by play voice of the Toronto Argonauts. We're going to take the break, come back. Returning from his summer vacation, Scott Cullen from TSN.ca joins me. We'll go through power rankings post Labor Day and your CFL fantasy football tips. A lot more coming up. CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network.
0: This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today.
2: Welcome back. Yeah, this is CFL Weekly, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Still to come, we'll have our behind the helmet with Montreal Alouettes running back Tyrell Sutton and my game picks of the week. But back from his summer vacation TSN.ca, Scott Collins. Scotty, you look tanned. You look rested. How's it going?
1: <laughs> it's good.
2: Uh, I, I'm glad to be back, though. <laughs> yes, it's it, Labor Day's behind us. Back to business. That's right. right.
1: It's, it's almost like a new season uh, he, here at TSN that once, yeah. once Labor Day's over, okay, now Everybody's we're into serious back. sports business. Boy, and, and Scotty, you. Fresh season for the Tiger Cats.
2: They got they got a win. It, didn't we? We talked about. This. We knew when they would eventually win one. It would be like some weird, ugly, strange circumstance. Lightning striking everywhere. Torrential downpours, and they somehow almost. In, I talked with with Mike Hogan in the last segment that uh, he's never seen like a, a misconduct penalty in victory formation. Like it was yes. ridiculous. They yeah. almost, they wanted
0: to give it away.
1: Yeah, they they tried, <laughs> and uh, you know this has been some season for the, for the Tiger Cats, but. Uh, um, look, the fact that they they managed to get a win is like it, that doesn't give me any more faith in the Tigers. Oh no, guys, honestly, right? Like they the, got the, one. Good the for the them. way the way this season has gone for them, it's like okay, well they they got that win. They're still going to be an underdog kind of week after week um, until they show they can do this more than once. Because exactly. e- even with that one win, it was it was such a you know. And unimpressive, the kind of win you would expect from a team that's still looking for the yeah, first win. Yeah,
2: exactly. And by the way, folks, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. And I talk a lot about the uh, large four-topping pizza deal for $11.99, but also the marble cookie brownie for dessert is phenomenal. Side dishes, you can get pasta, cheesy bread, all that good stuff. So you can check it all out at dominoes.ca. You can follow them on Twitter, too, at Domino's Canada. And I'm going to tell you more about how to get your Domino's Tweet of the Week free pizza on the show. Gotta love Domino, Scotty. You don't qualify, my friend. Unfortunately, oh, I was I was loading up my Twitter machine. <laughs> you can have a fake a fake account <laughs> at Cullen Scott. T-S-N. I,
1: I might have might have to be more creative
2: <laughs> to get that. So uh, let's go to the the power rankings, kind of modified. No argument now for me, Scotty, that Calgary is the top. Edmonton has lost what three in a row now? Uh, clearly gone. Calgary. Undisputed champ right
1: now. I, I am the soothsayer of yes. the uh, of the power rankings. With I've had Calgary up there almost the entire season. There was right. one, one week I think where where we had Ed, Edmonton up there. Uh, but look, Calgary. I mean, they've got the talent. And the, here's the funny thing is that they've kind of maintained this number one spot and you know and both Levi mitchell is kind of playing through injury and mm-hmm. it seems and so he's not really driving the bus for them in, no. the, in the way he has in the past you know in uh you know where you could count on kind of big big yardage and multiple touchdowns and that hasn't necessarily been the case um but you know i mean they they steamrolled um edmonton this week with you know mitchell didn't throw any touchdown passes through for 270 yards that's you know that's fine um uh, but you know this is this is kind of uh an emphasis on how strong the team is overall. As a whole. They they don't even need to be carried by Bo Levi-Mitchell. And so, you know, if Mitchell, you know, gets physically healthier as time goes on and you have the rest of the supporting cast, well, then... That's scary. Then that's really scary for the rest of the league to try and catch up.
2: Yeah, well, uh, Scotty, uh, I I was saying, like, all right, if you look at the score, 39-18, and I heard to tell you the quarterback threw zero touchdowns, you probably think, what? Yeah. Messing with two, Parker ran uh, on the ground, Parker ran for one. They had a pick or a punt return for a touchdown with Roy
1: Finch. and Roy Finch,
2: yeah. uh, and, and we've been touting Roy Finch as one of our, our fantasy darlings. Yep. Paid off this week.
1: Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? Is, is you is you take these uh, chances on guys who don't cost a lot in the return game. Yeah. But the week that they hit for Boom. you know uh, for a return touchdown or just big yardage, all of a sudden it it, it pays off. And and so Roy Finch has been one. Uh, Deontay Spencer, uh, we've talked about him a few mm-hmm. times with Ottawa. You know those guys. The the week that they hit, um, it's a it's a big difference maker for your fantasy team. So we have Calgary at number
2: one. Now if we just if we take the East Division on its own for a moment here, <laughs> the, the, the B Division of the, the uh, B of Division. It. Yeah, first place. If, if you were, gosh, Ottawa's in first place at nine points. If they're in the West, they'd be dead last. That's yeah. how crazy that is. But we have all right. The Ticats, We're going to set them aside. Montreal got only four points in their... We kicked off week eleven. Yep. Then you have the Argos. Offense looks a little lethargic, they have a bye week, but you have Ricky Ray in the game, you have a chance, and now Ottawa starts to surge, and we've been touting this to watch out for all year, that they're going to hit their stride, because the offensive numbers, and everything was kind of there. To you, ranking-wise, is Ottawa clearing away the best team in the East?
1: I think they've moved up to that point, (laughs) where they're the best team, like, you know, go back a month, and and they still had one win, and and... you know, we we said almost week after week. I would say, look, Ottawa's better than their yeah, record, it's right? Coming. They're they're not as bad as you know this team that has one win or no wins that at, uh, early on. But you know you you can only rank a team so high when they're you know one six and one one five and yeah. one whatever the record was at the time. And but you know you could see the talent is there, and and I think the the question was whether the defense would catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the offense has been able to move the ball pretty well all year. Um, you know, Greg Ellingson's top receiver in the league. Harris is one of the top passers. Sure. You know, that gives you kind of a fighting chance, I think, each week. But early on they were having trouble um, stopping teams. And then, you know, maybe this past week we get evidence that if you get against Montreal, that's maybe a team that that can make your defense look pretty good. Yeah. Right? And, you know, they they stomped the, the Alouettes, right? The, the Alouettes couldn't move the ball at all. They couldn't run. They couldn't pass. And... Um, you know, they scored a grand total of four points. And so, you know, I, I, by no means do you look at Ottawa and think, wow, they're really great. Mm-hmm. But in this kind of mishmash of the East mm-hmm. Division, they're probably the best uh, best of the bunch right now. And um, as you say, I think Toronto has, has a fighting chance when Ricky Ray's playing because, yes, they can move the ball. And, right. um, you know, with Devere Posey back and they have S.J. Green, you know, he's got some options to um, to get the ball down the field and score. But kind of, if I have to pick right now, I think Ottawa is the best.
2: Yeah, and that the points for all season, third most points scored in the CFL.
1: Yeah, right. I I mean, mean from this team that look, they lost so many close games early. Like and this is something that transcends you know football. It's across all sports. If you're losing a bunch of close games, like that's the team to start betting on because something's going to turn. Yeah, you can't always lose, you know. And when it comes to football, you know, you're not always going to lose these one, two, three point games. Like. Eventually, it's just going to, the luck is going to turn your way. And, you know, Ottawa um, is starting to get some of the breaks.
2: Now, when you look at the BC Lions, what a turn of events for the Lions. Now, they're dead last in the West Division. Saskatchewan um, has overtaken them, same amount of points, but uh, ranked fourth and fifth on CFL.ca. Travis Lule returning, uh, underwhelming performance. They're off the, uh, had the bye week, so they get to have themselves sorted out. And come back this week, like, ah, boy Scotty, like for, for the BC lines now they're they're hosting Montreal, so maybe they maybe, <laughs> maybe the outs are the new tiecats. It's the, the the cure for what ails you, yeah. But boy, they need to get back on track real quick because this West Division can get away from
1: you in a hurry, for sure. And look, early in the year, it looked like BC was right there with Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah, those oh, were yeah. the three teams that we had sort of separated a, B, from the C? pack. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and basically it was like when when Jengs got hurt. And Lule came in and Lule still was throwing for 400 yards. It was right. like, oh, wow, see, this is how good BC is. Their backup quarterback comes in and and everything keeps going. But then all of a sudden the wheels fell off and Jennings came back and he wasn't any good anymore. <laughs> and, you know, and if you don't have quarterback playing in the league, like nothing else really matters. No. You know, no. it's it's great to, um, you know, to work out the rest of your roster. But if you have real problems at quarterback, it's, you know, and, and this. I don't want this to be confused with what I'm saying about Calgary. Like, Bully by Mitchell, I don't think he's a real problem for the Stampeders. No. He's just not driving the bus the way he yeah, has yeah, in, yeah. in previous years. But in the case of the Lions right now, it's not worried about driving the bus. Like, you just need somebody who can give you steady quarterback play. Um, because otherwise, it's a real problem. I mean, look, we've talked about how awful Hamilton is. And, you know, their quarterback play this year has it's has atrocious. terrible. And But then, you know, you can... Take a look at the this path that the Lions are on, and you can <laughs> connect it right with uh, how the, the quarterback play has gone. Early in the year, it was great, and now it is not.
2: Now it dips. In conversation with TSN.ca, Scott Cullen on Twitter, at TSN Scott Collin. All right, Scott, let's get a couple quick fantasy uh, tips here. Now, Kevin Glenn continues to taunt the fantasy world. <laughs> Another huge game, 386 yards, three touchdowns against Winnipeg. We've seen this story before, but now, Scotty, the Rough Riders, as a team, are surging and they are climbing the, uh, the the West Division rankings and and in the the standings. Kevin Glenn, do I do I dare buy? Am, am I buying the I'm, Rough Rider and, and and in particular Kevin Glenn? Because Scotty, we've been burned before with up and down weeks. Yeah,
1: and and this is, you know, my kind of leaning when it comes to Saskatchewan is I'm much more apt to to go for his receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you're going to need Glenn to provide the, you know, the passing for them. But you know, Naman Roosevelt uh, and Duron Carter, in particular, are guys that I that I like uh, investing in. I know early in the year we had, uh, you know, Carter had had a couple of games where he had like two catches for 12 yards, and yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we had him as a zero one week. But he's been pretty good, you know, for for a good portion of the season now. And and I think, um, you know, those are two premium receivers, and and you you kind of have to pay for them for fantasy, but. They've they've tended to be worth it more often than not. I mean, and and even if you dig, you know, a little deeper for Bakari Grant, you know, Mm -hmm. he gave him 139 yards last week, no touchdowns, but you know, the fact that this is one of the reasons that I have a little bit of I've had a little bit of optimism about um, about Glenn all year is that they have a really strong receiving core, right? Is that he's got guys who can make plays for him. Um, Now, this still doesn't make me you know eager to. Spend my weekly quarterback money on kevin glenn but <laughs> but the weapons maybe but well yeah i totally yeah. i i'm happy each every week pretty much to get roosevelt or carter and then you know slot other guys in around them but yeah i i i, I basically because you have that one quarterback slot i usually tend to find somebody other than kevin <laughs> glenn that i trust a little bit more um but you know, I mean, look, he was he was the top quarterback the again guy. last week, and that's probably been the third or fourth time this year mm-hmm. where he's been the top guy. And um, you know, I, I think you you really run a, a hit and miss kind of operation with him. Is that either you get one of those great weeks or you get one that isn't so great? And right. and, and that's and that's a bit of a um, a tough thing for your fantasy team, is because the quarterback position counts so much.
2: Yeah, and they're going to have a chance for another big week going into Winnipeg again for the rematch of the Banjo Bowl. So, well, what, yeah. And, and yeah, so that we'll we'll have to have to see at least the opportunity is there. Now, uh, last one here: a zero, Darian Durant. Uh, no, no question. Um, you have our behind the helmet guy, Terrell Sutton. I, I know. Oh, and this is becoming my thing. Um, is, but, but that means that means this week he's going to bounce back huge because yes. Carter.
1: Yes, that's right. Right, yeah. there's a pattern. Here. Sh- show Cullen. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, no. But look, mm. as I as I mentioned even in, in my piece, like Terrell Sutton has been normally quite reliable sure right and 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 there have been i think several weeks this year where i've been happy to have terrell sutton on my team because he hasn't been terribly expensive uh but you know durant was a mess sutton was a mess ernest jackson was a mess like three to no, four not, zero, not, nothing worked for no. for montreal last week no. against ottawa so yes all the all their uh, kind of their main offensive contributors took the took the brunt of the uh the criticism this week but you know, the fact that they had a rough week this week, I'm still happy to kind of check out Terrell Sutton for the weeks moving forward because, as I said, he's been he's been pretty reliable um, and at a reasonable price this year.
2: Right, and and so going forward, and, and you know they're going to be extra motivated putting up that dud uh, of four points. All right, Scotty, good stuff. So people can check out your work, tsn.ca, and you tweet out all the links at TSN Scott Cullen on Twitter. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Andy. All right, that was Scott Cullen from TSN.ca. We'll take the break and come back with one of Scotty's zeros. Can he turn into a hero next week? Tyrell Sutton from the Montreal Alouettes. Am I behind the helmet? And I'll also give you my game picks. A lot more coming up here on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network football season is here and domino's has you covered hungry grab any medium feast pizza for only 10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at domino's.ca domino's is more than just pizza we have your complete meal including delicious side dishes and desserts check out our 7.99 mix and match offer that is something for everyone including two two topping medium pizzas mouth-watering pasta amazing chicken wings bread sides and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie see all this and more at domino's.ca
0: You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network.
2: Back to wrap things up on another edition of CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. Domino's.ca, the only spot you need to go. You're in a rush during the week. You want to party with friends. Domino's.ca, perfect football food. Check out all their delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. And also, I mentioned the first segment. You follow them on Twitter, at Dominoes Canada. You follow me on Twitter, at AndyMC81, and you have a chance to win free pizza. So for this week, what you have to do is, again, follow at Dominoes Canada, follow at AndyMC81, then on Thursday morning, retweet the pin tweet that I have with the show link. So I'm going to tweet out the show link. I'm going to pin it on my Twitter account, at AndyMC81. You retweet that. You follow Domino's Canada. Follow myself. And we're going to do a random draw. Thursday night, the winner gets a free pizza. Free large sweet topping pizza. How about that? Just for listening. Just for following on Twitter. We're going to do that every week. Gotta love it. Now, our Twitter poll update at AndyMC81 is post-Labor Day, who is your sleeper to make the Grey Cup? Who's your sleeper to make The Grey Cup, now that Labor Day is in the books. I chose the Rough Riders, Blue Bombers, Red Blacks, or Argos. Rough Riders, Blue Bombers, Red Blacks, Argos. Boy, right now, the way the Rough Riders are rolling, man, it's hard to argue with them. I'm going to go with my sleeper being the Red Blacks out of the East. Because I think, okay, Edmonton can go, let's say, in the crossover for fun or Winnipeg. And they could win the East, feasibly. But I just think the Red Blacks, the way they're clicking, very similar to, I think, last year and even a couple years ago, the way the Ticats did slow start, but you saw the offensive numbers. Red Blacks, third most points scored in the CFL so far. So I think my sleeper, despite how dominant the West is, the sleeper to make the Grey Cup, not win it, but to make it, is the auto Red Blacks to get back. So you can vote there, your post-Labor Day sleeper to make the Grey Cup. Rough Riders, Blue Bombers, Red Blacks, Argos, Argonauts, leading the way so far on that poll. Now, with Behind the Helmet, I was able to be joined by Tyrell Sutton of the Montreal Alouettes of the Owls. Tough week. Only 4 points with the Ottawa Redblacks taking them down 32 to 4. They have a chance at redemption. They got to travel all the way out west this Friday to take on the BC Lions who uh, they have their own struggles. So that'll be a very interesting contest for both teams who need a win to keep pace in their prospective divisions. But let's get to behind the helmet. Joining me now and behind the helmet from the Montreal Alouettes, Tyrell Sutton. Tyrell, how's it going?
6: Good. How you doing,
2: Andy? I'm doing well, man. Thank you very much. And I was telling you before we went on, uh, I'm I'm a big Cleveland Browns fan. I'm down to Ohio every year, and some Ohio State people have said, uh, <laughs> "Listen, uh, th- you you gotta you gotta talk to Tyrell and and ask him some questions." So one question coming from Matt uh, says, "Could you compare?" the support from the Montreal Alouette fans to the Ohio State fans? Like, obviously, the, the crowd at Ohio State at the shoe is much bigger, but as far as the, the fan support, how does it how does it rate or compare?
6: Oh, man, the fans show up rain, shine, sleet or snow at Ohio State. But, you know, the, the Montreal Alouettes, we, we've had a couple of uh, a down seasons, and we've probably seen our fan base maybe dip a little bit in the last few years. So uh, that, that fan support over Ohio State is, is, is something else, man.
2: And as far as you, you have an older brother who played football too. How much did he inspire you to play the game?
6: Oh man, that's that's the that's the best guy I've ever seen play this game. Uh, no wow. disrespect to all the all the legends out there, but you know the way Kobe Bryant stole all of his moves from from Michael Jordan. <laughs> that's the that's the way I did with my brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really? Absolutely. Wow. So, like, as far as growing up with uh, getting into football, was it always a love? Is it something you grew into, or?
6: Uh well the the love actually came from compete with my brother so anything okay. that he did I wanted to outdo him and it just so happened that we both were spectacular at football and that's how I really that's how I really fell in love with the game was following my
2: brother was following him unbelievable wow and you're from Akron Ohio of course there's another well known guy from from Akron that uh, I think we might have heard of uh, LeBron James uh, is how how big a deal how yeah we heard him how big a deal is he in Akron like is there just is it like one step away from just renaming the town LeBron
6: Oh, I mean, it's not just Akron, man. It's, he, he's he's worldwide. Yeah, you know,
0: he's, yeah. He's,
6: he's affected not only Akron, but he's affected the world. So to limit him just to Akron would be, you know, unjust. But to many of us, he is just a kid from Akron.
2: Wow. And and what a story and what a, a year he's set to have as well. Now, from from yourself, Tyrell, growing up outside of football, were there any other sports that you played?
6: I played a, a multitude of sports actually. Um, growing up, I pretty much did uh, everything. I played uh, basketball. I was too short for that, so that, that kind of got canceled out real quick. Baseball, I was uh, pretty good at that until I went into like a three-year slump, so I had to kind of give that one up. Okay. I was a wrestler at one point uh, in middle school, so that, uh kind of where the aggression comes from a little bit. Hmm. Uh, I played soccer for one year. That was pretty interesting. Really? It, uh, yeah, I did get a hat trick in one game. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's rare yeah, in soccer. <laughs> yeah.
6: And, uh... Yeah, that's and and I, and I ran track as well.
2: And you ran track, jeez.
6: And I ran track, I, and believe it or not, I was a hurdler. As small as I am, I was a hurdler.
2: Wow, so you got some hops. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we see that on the football field, anyways. So that's that's no surprise. Now, uh, you, you mentioned wrestling. Did you follow like pro wrestling, like WWE, growing up or WCW or anything like that? Growing up, yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time. But my brother is an avid
6: fan, so we were uh, we actually were always trying to be the, um, the the tag team duels all the time. We were trying to be like. Shawn Michaels and Mark Yeah. Or, or Owen and Bret Hart or you know. So we we were always we were really big into it uh
2: growing up. That's great. Yeah, it, some some classic tag teams there. Now, Terrell, when you're in uh, when you're in Montreal and then you're headed out on the road, what's your favorite activity during a road trip? Whether it's traveling on the uh plane or bus with the guys or or when you're in a different city, what's what's a kind of a hobby or something to pass the time when you're on the road?
6: Uh, just trying different restaurants. Um, hmm. You know, it, it's nothing compared to Montreal. You know, they have the best of the best as yes. far as meat goes. Uh, but you know, just maybe trying to get back to some things that they don't necessarily have over here. Maybe a, a chain restaurant like a like a Earl's or something like that.
2: Okay. So, are you are you more of a steak guy?
6: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. How, how do you take it? Medium well. Me, that's how I take it too, man. Great minds. great minds, great minds. Just a little bit of pink, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> So, as far as uh, uh, let's say you're you're chilling at home and um, you get to unwind a little bit, are you more of a, a a movie guy, a binge watcher on Netflix? What are you into?
6: Oh man, yeah, I'm kind of a binge watcher. I, I haven't gotten into Game of Thrones yet, so mm. don't don't really uh, judge me on that one. But I'm into uh, Power, Ray Donovan, Empire. Um, Ozark was a was a really good one, so I get to try and binge watch a uh, uh, enough while I'm at
2: home right oh I want to get into Ozark I haven't got into that one that looks good is that good did you like it
6: no it's, it's a really good way it's a shame that it's only one season on thus far so I'm really anticipating it coming out really uh not even soon from now but when it comes back on
2: let's have, have, play a little uh, fantasy here do you guys play CFL fantasy or NFL fantasy on the team or on your own are you into the fantasy football side of things
6: I actually am not into the fantasy thing you know I kind of do it in real life so I kind of take it yeah in <laughs> fantasy, for me anyway, but but other guys, they really do enjoy that fantasy league,
2: though. Yeah, I guess if you're in the CFL, you'd, it would take away because you'd always have to pick yourself, right? That
6: one goes without saying, yeah.
2: right? <laughs> you have to. You bet on yourself. You it's perfect. To. Yeah,
6: you have to. You all got to bet on yourself.
2: Absolutely. Well, what's your, what's your pump-up song? What gets you going?
6: Oh man, I'm still old school. I'm I'm still rocking uh, mostly Eminem. Really? Yeah. I'm Stick still with the classics. Eminem, yeah, Eminem is a classic, man. Till I collapse, um, he's got a couple of them. Uh, rap God is a good one to get hyped up to. Yeah, man, I'm still, I'm, I'm with the the Eminem guy.
2: Now, uh, Terrell, most of the time when I ask players where is their favorite CFL city to road trip in, Montreal's right at the top of the list. Uh, great city, lots to do yeah. on and off the record. Right? There's a, a ton to to get into. For yourself though, you're in Montreal. Where do you like to most visit outside of there?
6: Oh man. um... I do frequent uh Deville a lot with the with the guys, uh post practices. Um we do go to Hibachi a lot as well. Um but my little hideout is uh is this little place called uh Arcade Montreal.
2: Okay. You heard us on uh, Saint Denis. Yeah 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 get a, little, get a little nostalgic, go go have a you know, go
6: grab a beer and then go play a bunch of old school video games. Oh. From Nintendo to Sega to Nintendo sixty four, uh Mario Kart. So I go back there and just have a little uh, have a good time there.
2: So, old school video games. So, do you go, is Mario Kart your favorite? Do you have any other faves? NBA Jam is always a good Oh, one. that's great.
6: I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan growing up, so I still remember playing that video game. And I still can't beat the very first one where you got to swim through the water and Right. The out and thing. I still don't even understand that game <laughs> at all. 20 years <laughs> later, it still
2: frustrates me. 20 years, it still got you. Do you, you play any Madden, or does that go kind of with the fantasy stuff? You play football, so you don't want to do it in video game form.
6: It, it kind of goes with uh, with the fantasy football. I don't really play Madden too much.
2: Right. Uh,
6: I'm more of an NBA guy.
2: Yeah, well, NBA Jam. That's Did, did you have a, a go-to? Was it, did you go Michael? or
6: No, well, it was always, uh, who was it? It was Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant.
2: Oh, so, right. It, it,
6: my, brother, and my brother used to play all the time, and I was always Horace
2: Grant. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Terrell, thank you so much for taking the time, and uh, let's do it again soon, and, and good luck this week. Thank you very much. Uh, All right. Thanks to Tyrell Sutton of the Montreal Alouettes. Now my game picks for week 12. Montreal at BC. The BC Lions, it may not be pretty, but they can score into double digits. And I have, boy, it it just seems that Montreal offense is sputtering and cannot get on track. So I'm going to go BC at home to take down the Alouettes. Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be great. At home, I'll give Winnipeg the slight edge. I I think we could see a couple of, of 40 burgers popped up there. But I will give Winnipeg the edge at home over Saskatchewan as Winnipeg keeps pace with the Stamps in the West. Hamilton at Ottawa, this has hangover written all over it for the Tiger Cats. They got that big win over the Argos Labor Day. It's off their shoulders, and I believe with the way the Red Blacks are playing, they're going to be able to put the boots to Hamilton in a big way. So I'm going to go Red Blacks there. I'm probably going to load up. In fantasy as well, with Ottawa Red Blacks on the TSN CFL fantasy game. And then Calgary-Edmonton, Battle of Alberta, Part 2. The Stamps, man, 8-1-1. One, one. Edmonton still trying to overcome injuries. I hate to say it, but the Eskimos, I think, lose their fourth straight. And on the road, it's going to be closer, because Edmonton, tough place to play in. But the Stamps, on the road, win it again. And by the way, Stampeders this year, 3-1-1. Away from Calgary. So uh, there you go, folks. You can follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Remember to retweet the pinned show link tweet that I'll put out there. Follow at Domino's Canada at AndyMC81. I'll put that up Thursday morning. We'll pick a winner Thursday night. You retweet it. We draw your name. You win free Domino's Pizza. That'll do it. Thanks so much for producer Joe Narsa. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.